We welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast. Scott Ayers alongside Christian Dennis and Trevor Mikulin. And on today's show, a lot of trades, a lot of trade rumors, I should say. But we'll start with the big one that kind of shook us to our core a little bit. Bradley Beal, of course, is now a Phoenix Sun. Insane. I was not expecting this at all. I didn't have Bradley Beal, your Phoenix Sun, on my bingo card for the summer. No. Um, so the fact that the Phoenix Suns pulled this off, kind of a little bit of a head scratcher, but at the same time, it's kind of sick. Yeah. It, it's, it, hurts, it hurts us little guys, small markets, because if you remember, Phoenix, very big market. Um, we, actually, we actually don't stand with the Suns. We stand with the Wizards. Nope. But the Wizards might be in the top three of most embarrassing small market teams right now. Yeah, the Wizards are up there. For Phoenix, this is, again, I mean, it's a head-scratcher. KD, it feels like we're like seeing what happened in Brooklyn all over 100%. Uh, you have two superstars next to Kevin Durant. And, you know, Booker obviously is not like a James Harden or Kyrie where he has a ton of, like, off-the-court issues. Um, so maybe this will be better. It's going to be super interesting. It's wild that they were able to hold on to uh, hey. DeAndre Ayton and... My, in my opinion, they hold on to him and roll out with those four and just fill with a bunch of vet mens. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think they should. That's kind of what I was hearing as well. Roll with Aiton. It, it will. The rest of the roster construction will be very interesting. Obviously, offensively, you've got so much firepower between those three. Um, but yeah, it's we've literally seen this this tape before with Kevin Durant, not just with. Other people trying to be super teams with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving, who's you know one of the best guards of our generation, and James Harden, who is also one of the best shooters of our generation. Yeah, and I I know foot on the line. What would have happened? Guess what? They still lost those games. They still lost their series. They never had true success. We'll see if it's different in Phoenix. I don't know. I got two things to say. Phoenix will be a destination for free agents this offseason. So it's going to be like the guys that want to win a ring. They have like a few years left in, in their careers. They're going to be heading to Phoenix on the vet men, and they'll be okay with that. And they're going to be scary. But here's the thing. You could look at what Denver did, and they didn't have the super team, but they had a really solid team. And yeah. uh, they were far and beyond better than the Lakers. And I think the Lakers you could look at as a super team, which sounds crazy, but they have two of the best top five players in the NBA on their roster. Um, and you know what? I, I see the the Suns in that light, and they're beatable. They're beatable. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I think that this, like, theory, thought process of a super team, like, doesn't actually work. In the, in the grand scheme of things. It's really hard for it to work. Yeah, yeah, that's probably better to say. I mean, because it has worked in the past, yeah. but it's like, it's not like super teams are winning every single year. You know, you look at the Nuggets, and then you even look at the Warriors from the past, uh, like two years ago. Like, these are two teams that have been playing together for a really long time, so there's that chemistry. They've already gelled together. They know the culture. They know what to expect from each other, whereas the Suns, they're going to try to figure it out. They got a new coach. Yeah. They got, you know, literally majority of their roster is going to be brand new. Yeah. So there's going to be like three to four players that have played with each other. So it's like that's where you can see a lot of struggle happen. On top of that, too, you can look at the 08 Boston Celtics. That's definitely a super team with the, those stars coming together, the big three. But the thing is, is they played so well off each other, and their play styles was super, super compatible. Did they win that first year, though? Yeah, in 08, they won the first year. and um, Didn't win again, though. But they didn't win again. They made another finals. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals for, like, the next three, some, three years, I believe. But... Um, with that, it's because they can play well off each other. With this, it just feels like you're throwing together a bunch of 30-point-per-game guys and expecting to win a championship. Yeah. I don't think that'll work. Yeah, I it, it you, yeah, I don't know what, what they'll do facilitating. Obviously, Booker played guard those last couple of games. Um, and there's, there's a question to be had, and he's still Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's still going to be Kevin Durant. But at times in that series versus Denver and having to play 43 minutes a night, we saw a very, very 
mortal side of Kevin Durant. We got one really good game in that Denver series. We got a lot of highly inefficient games bailed out by the whistle. That's a question moving forward. On top of that, Bradley Beal, who was in the prime of his career, he still is, he he doesn't know how to stay healthy for 82 games. And Christian, I know you've had the notion like, well, some of that is on Washington, right? But some of that is also on Bradley Beal sat out in the early or middle parts of a season because he just kept getting hurt. So that's going to be a question moving forward because if one of those guys goes out, now who's filling in? Is it Torrey Craig has to play 20, start 20 games and now your bench is even thinner? I don't know. That That's where the when people are saying they're predicted to win the West right now, like Kendrick Perkins already said that, how? We don't even know what their roster is. I, you can't say that yet. And I think people are always quick to assume and quick to a jump when a team acquires a player that that automatically makes them better but it's like that's not necessarily the case again like we don't even know what the sun's roster looks like you know day one they could let's say they trade eight right let's just throw that out there we don't we really have no idea what this team is gonna look like so how can you say they have uh, a chance to be like uh NBA championship right now when we have no idea what the product looked like on the yeah, it's four guys it's it, that's that's all we know I really want to quickly touch on Washington um because how they handled Bradley Beal and that whole tenure is about as bad as it gets for sports as a whole they they pick a terrible contract, they pick a terrible no-trade clause, rather than just dealing him a couple years ago, accept the tank, accept the rebuild. They they try to make this work, and it's blown up in their face to, to the, the best thing they got were pick swaps. Not like unprotected draft picks, pick swaps. That's it. I mean, it's just so horribly managed by Washington, and now they're going to tank for who knows how long, Andy. Yeah, okay. I really think that this topic needs to be studied by, like, a university. We need <laughs> yeah. a 30 for 30 because they did the same thing with John Wall. John Wall had a ridiculously overpaid contract. You know, hey, well, you know what? Let, it, let him get his money. Europe. Yeah, not doubting that at all. But, like, this is a team that continues to overpay players that don't exactly like like way above what they're expected and this the exact year that they get paid they start like they just start drifting apart yeah you start to see a huge regression uh with the players that they sign it's just like what is going on you can't really tell the future with john wall like john wall at the time deserved that and then he got hurt yeah yeah exactly but like even i'm not saying he didn't deserve it but a lot of people weren't expecting that high of a number. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, whoa. Like, Did that's they ever get really, out of the first really, round, Beal and Wall? Um, they went to the second round with the Celtics. With the, They went to Game 7. It was like one of the one of the best series. With Marcin Gortat. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I love that guy. That was, yeah. like, that was one player where it's like, this guy should not be a basketball player. Like, looks-wise, <laughs> he did not look like a basketball player. But just an absolute menace in the paint. <laughs> He's a dog. But yeah, it's just Kuzma's gone. Now you've just got Porzingis and Corey Kispert and Monte Morris. It's going to be a miserable season for Washington, but that's good. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Enjoy your like seven wins that you'll have next year. I mean, the thing with the, the Wizards is like because of Bradley Beal's deal and their lack of performance their GM gets fired, yeah. which was the smart move. The two guys that are coming in, um, Winger and Dawkins, that are kind of running the, sh- the ship uh, in Washington, are guys that stem from Oklahoma City. Mm. Um, and so what we're seeing here is they're tr- they, they, they picked a decision. They picked a route that, they're, that they're, we're going to go. They're like, we're either tanking or we're going to try to be a playoff team. And they decided we're full on tanking. So let's get Bradley Beal out of here as quickly as we can. And so, like, when you look at the return of Bradley Beal, you think, oh, the Suns just absolutely robbed the Wizards. Like, this is terrible. Like, why would the Wizards do that? And looking at the no trade clause from Bradley, he had the full control in this trade. Yeah. You know, like, the Wizards had their hands tied. They couldn't really get. They could trade, wanted. you know, him to like 
wherever they wanted to to get like picks and young players. So they really had to ch- the choice of the Phoenix Suns and quote unquote Miami Heat. Um, and so getting Chris Paul back, um, you can uh, imagine the Wizards are going to try to flip Chris Paul now. So it's kind of like a double sided move. They probably like, like, what's a package that we could get and then potentially flip to try to get something else? You know, Chris Paul still has some value. Um, I mean, the Clippers are interested. Lakers are interested. Teams like that to where, you know, maybe they can try to snag a, a younger guy like a like a Bones Highland yeah. Clippers. You know, wow. like, try to get like that and maybe some second-round picks or something like that. Um, and um, Morris from the Clippers is, like, Frustrated oh, yeah, Marcus. With his um, role, so then get him out of here to kind of match the salary of Chris Paul, and then, you know, you have something there, whereas, yeah. like, the Bradley Beal return, you weren't going to get anything to begin with, so you might as well get the best return to flip. Right, and now you have a direction. Tank like crazy. You can't take tank for Victor, um, but you can tank for whoever the next big prospect is. So, um, yeah, I just want to touch on Washington. We love you guys, small market family um but you need to do better you're like you're like the dog that just peed on the carpet for the fourth time mm-hmm. you're going outside for an hour we'll bring you back in yeah that's um, good. but let's 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 look at another small market team the portland trailblazers um and portland we talked about it last year this year even more so very interesting position and what do they do with that top five pick to try and build around dame and be a championship contender Man, this is going to take like a decade. You know, they probably should have started doing this like eight years ago. Yeah. Because they've poorly constructed teams to build around Dame. There's that one year they make it to the Western Conference Finals. But let's be honest, they shouldn't have been there that yeah. year. There's there's no reason for them to be there. And because they did that, they gave like the front office like false hope. They're like, see Dame? Look what we did. You know, like, they, got, they lost in four. They won game seven against Denver and then got swept by Golden State. Yeah, so it's like, mm, maybe your team wasn't that good, uh, but they just kept riding that that high. Um, there's not a lot that I think Portland can do this offseason to make them quote-unquote contenders for this year. Um, but there is some interesting things out there. You know, if they, they have the third pick, they have Anthony Simons, Nurkic, they have some trade pieces. And with all the turmoil in New Orleans, maybe Zion mm. could be on the Which, like, if you look at it, you can offer that third pick and Nurkic some cap fillers, you know, trying to, you know, hopefully get Zion for fairly cheap. Um, but I'm curious of what you guys think. Like, would Zion on the Blazers be enough to move the needle to – Keep Dame there and then also make them uh, a contender. If Zion Williamson is, is healthy, 100% absolutely yes. They are immediately contenders if he's healthy. And Damian Lillard would have a legitimate running mate, which he has never had in his career. That's right, CJ. Yeah, ooh, shot at CJ. And, yeah, I, I think Zion moves the needle – it just depends on the rest of the West, which is, I think, the hard position that Portland is in. Because if you trade Nurkic now, all right, well, who are we filling at the center position? Um, if you trade Anthony, all right, well, let's get someone at the two. Zion is definitely, like, you need that kind of running mate, though. You need that kind of one-two punch. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Portland can do anything that will get them into that same tier as the top teams in the West. I just don't know if you if and I feel like anything this season they try to do, it's going to cost them more than what they want to give up. You know, it's not like you can just trade the third pick for Zion and get Zion. That's not how things work. You right? Know? There's got to be some money exchange with players and stuff like that. Um, it would be super interesting to see Zion next to Dame because. Like you guys said, he's never had like a legitimate running mate, and he's never had a running mate that was like a big. Yeah, it's always been like an a guard. Guard. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm going. I have a trade idea for Portland that I think they get back a package that will boost them into contender, 
and you, you would look at the roster and think, okay, this is legit because they'd be getting a big and Dame has never played with a legitimate big because we all know Nurkic yeah. is a fraud. Pretender. So here's the trade. The trade would be with Minnesota. And I think that this one makes more sense for both teams because giving up Zion for a pick, I feel like the Pelicans are trying to win now, but who knows? Anyways, that's beside the point. Here's the deal. Minnesota gives up Cat. Okay. okay. And Miss Minnesota gives up Jaden McDaniels, a really good whoa, three and whoa. D player. And in return, um, Portland would give up Anthony Simons in the third pick. So what Minnesota gets is a running mate for Anthony Edwards, a guy that's not going to take the ball out of his hand per se, like a cat would. And it gives them another young player, possibly a Scoot Henderson or a, um, what Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. So, and that gets them younger as well, which they need because they gave up all their picks to get Rudy Gobert. For, so for Minnesota, this is kind of a, it's, it's slightly a build around Anthony Edwards and also a, let's get some, let's get a solid, like two young players in return for a guy that's, you know, entering his prime in his prime cat. And for, for Portland, I think that Damian Lillard, like you said, has never played with a, a legitimate big. We, they've tried the wings. They tried the, to put him alongside other guards. It hasn't worked. Damian Lillard, if he were to play with the big, could potentially unlock something in him and, and success for a team, which he has had success, but never contender-level success. So with Cat, I think that that would be a fresh start for him because coming in, I mean, there were GM polls at one point in Cat's career where he was the most desirable, desirable player above a Giannis, above a yeah. LeBron, KD, legit. And I think that he just needs a fresh start. Cat is a all-NBA-level talent offensively that dude is a stud we've seen what he can do but yes i get it he's had his off the court like antics recently coming out with some stupid quotes yeah, but oh, bad but yeah I, I like that team you'd have dame you'd still have jeremy grant you'd have cat and you'd have um jaden yeah. mcdaniels yeah. i cat would be that that pick and roll would be nuts because you could just pick and pop pick and pop you would pick and pop dude i cat yeah he he's a cheese ball he's a corn ball yes his inconsistencies, and maybe when you have Dane, that helps, but he's also had Anthony Edwards. His inconsistencies just hurt me. Like, in that Denver series, those first couple games, he was shooting, I, I think it was like under 30%. He's performed so poorly in the playoffs. Yeah, and that that's his biggest gripe, right? Because he offensively is an awesome, awesome talent. Um but it, it would definitely be, and the, the key piece you mentioned, well, not key, but getting McDaniels, having a, a wing defender like that, you need an elite wing defender to be competitive and to be in that upper echelon. Yeah. Um, and they'd have him and Matisse. Yeah, they were and Matisse. Yeah. Mat Matisse's offense is just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like me shooting like, basketball. I like the idea of Cat being in Portland or, like, just, like, Cat in one just being traded. Yeah, yeah. The thing that like I'm hung up on is I don't think Minnesota would trade McDaniels. I don't yeah. think they have any desire to do that. They really like him. And then have, he's young he's too. The, he's the type of player that like everyone wants. Mm -hmm. You know, he's 6'10 with a seven something wingspan and can guard any position. Um, and then he's just young and developing. So that's where I'm like, I don't know about that. But like Cat for sure. And then, I don't know. I would I would almost like elect to see like Portland moving, you know, the third pick, um, and maybe like trying to. I know this doesn't make any sense, but like Nurkic, or like, and going to acquire a guy like <coughs> like Pascal Siakam, or like getting a player that's very switchable, and then also has good defensive because that that's another thing it's like if you have dame you have like defensive liabilities and pascal siakam is a great defender and then you sign jeremy grant and you sign matisse thibel and it's like you guys have like a at least a solid defensive nucleus forming yeah. there and then kind of build around that and see what what that can be yeah um, but i mean i don't hate the idea of cat I also think Cat would perform a lot better as a number two rather than being a number one. Yeah. I think that it would take the pressure off his shoulders and the bright lights like a playoffs, and he'd be able to kind of ride Dame and show up when he needs to. And that's maybe where a change of scenery helps because in that last playoff series, 
Guy was not a number one. He's, he's, think, he's like, not fit Minnesota, to be a like, Use him as the number one. I don't think anymore. I don't think it after this last series because Ant turned up at the end. Yeah. And I, I think heading into that, I would say Cat is the guy. But after the series, like he you guys said, I think guy. he's out. Like after I, the season. It's I like, think they're trading him. I think they need to. I agree. I, I think they need to move on as well. Yeah. And yeah. Give, just give Ant the keys. I Ant, think that trade does it for him. Ant, Ant deserves the keys. He deserves the car. He deserves the family. <laughs> he deserves everything. He deserves everything because you build around Ant and you actually can see a path to being a championship contender. Yeah, absolutely. You I, you don't see that with Cat. Yeah. It, it's got to be Ant's team. I like both those trades and I like the idea Portland getting a big some someone big, not not an undersized guard. You, Dame is the second greatest shooter ever behind Steph. Like That's right. You have offense. Yeah. Get someone big who can provide offense and defense. Um, is is kind of the name of the game there. Yep. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm still in the camp really quick of I don't know what you can do. I don't know what when he starts to regress. But moving on, Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. Um, they're there are one other. Well, there's a few, but they are really that last small market team where it's like. Where do you go? They're sitting um, at, with a second pick. They've got the number two pick. They're talking about taking Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson um, because they trust their guy, Terry Rozier. Um, but do you, can they make moves with that number two pick that makes that a competitive roster? Or do you make moves, you use the two pick, and you just start a nice slow rebuild? I, I don't know. I think that there are a lot of trades out there and uh, players that you could put with a LaMelo ball that are on his timeline, um, not getting a rookie, which I think drafting Scoot would be great for this franchise personally. But if they'd elect not to go that route, there are options out there. I mean, if we're looking at the rumors, the Pelicans have been rumored to be trading Zion and Brandon Ingram. So Zion's potentially going to be moved before Thursday. But if they want to trade Brandon Ingram as well, I've seen his name out there a ton. And Brandon Ingram for the number two, I think is a deal that you can do. You can also try to get Herb. Um, you can look at, you know, if, if you feel like um, Charlotte needs to give up more, they have James Booknight, Kai Jones. They have first round draft picks they could trade in the future. But I think that that could be a potential deal for Charlotte if they don't want to uh, draft Scoot and they want to get a guy that's already established like a Brandon Ingram. If I'm Charlotte, I'm drafting Scoot Henderson. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even thinking about Brandon Miller. I don't think that. I agree. That they need to draft a guy like Brandon Miller because Lamelo Ball is the type of player that he his play style he could essentially play with anyone. He's very unselfish. He doesn't need to score 40 points a night, you know. He's he's going to be more around that triple dub, um, maybe with like 20 points or something. Great catch-and-shoot shooter. That's why I think Scoot Henderson is a great running mate with him. And it, if it's not, let's say they, they almost follow the blueprint of what the Kings did. You know, we had Tyrese and we had De'Aaron. And then, you know, we ended up trading Tyrese and got it and got some bonus, and then look what that did to our franchise. Agree. So that's why you, I think you always draft best available and then try to figure it out. Especially when you have a top three pick in a draft that is so loaded at the top. Mm-hmm. And we have heard about Scoot as long as we've really heard about Victor. And we knew Scoot was, he's not a 1B, but... He's a number two that could be a first round number one overall in a lot of draft classes. Yeah. I don't care if you have eight guards on your roster. You need to look at Scoot and say, you have a higher, he, his upside compared to ter- Terry Rozier is night and day. Like, you should look at Terry Rozier as if he is a cheese sandwich. <laughs> the thing is, is Terry Rozier Jeez. would get you a good return yes. if you put him on the uh, trade market. I don't know. I don't know trade, Ro- trade Rozier for some role player. Rozier's making or, like 18 capital. Mil. Yeah, his contract isn't great. But don't overthink it. Sometimes we overthink things um, because we care so much about how it'll actually fit. Don't overthink it when you have a potential generational talent of a point guard. I hear you. I hear you. He's also being mentored by, like, Steph Curry. Like That's true. 
you know, there's Steph guys Curry. around the league, like elite guys that like see the potential of the scoot and is like, yeah, I'll mentor Would you. Would you rather have $500,000 be mentored by Steph Curry? <sighs> like that? I like that. I'd rather have $500,000. Yeah, I would too. My stage of my career? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so if they do elect to draft scoot, I think that's a good, good move for them. But, uh, you, you mentioned going down the Kings route, get it, trading for a guy like, uh, uh, DeMonta Sabonis. He was what at the time, a two-time all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's a one-time all-star and he's, I, I see that as a very similar move to this. And I, I think that at right now, the East is wide open. The East sucks straight up. All the stars are leaving the East. It's yeah, like, you know what? Charlotte can run it with LaMelo and, you know, try to get, pair him up with a guy like Brandon Ingram and maybe sneak into the I Eastern Conference Finals. I would rather get Zion than Brandon Ingram. And I think if you have a second round pick, or the second well, overall Well, he's going pick, to Portland, though. Oh, he is going to Portland. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Um, that, I feel like Zion is a more valuable and a better talent. I know his off-court off habits right now aren't the greatest, um, so you'd rather have Zion over Brandon Ingram if you're a GM? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Would you Zion, also? Zion. Yeah, I would. I think like with what we've seen on the court with Zion, I think you you'd still take that risk. I love I love Zion. Yeah, All Star in his first year. He's all he's and when he played like earlier this year, he was like MVP caliber player, yeah. and it's like. Maybe it's something within the Pelicans organization that's like maybe their medical staff is good. Maybe Zion just doesn't want to be there, you know. Yeah. And I think Zion's from like North Carolina, so it's like, oh, you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be cool to see him go home, you know. Yeah. I I think I would rather have Brandon Ingram if I'm being completely honest with you guys over Zion. Yes, both both have health issues. Um, um don't but Brandon Ingram's health issues compared to Zion's are very different. Zion's is like career, possibly like it's scary because he's he's but huge. It, wasn't Brandon Ingram dealing with like a foot injury? Yeah, it was his foot toe. Are it was like his the toe. Most, like trickiest like injuries to be dealing with. Yeah, I, I both I think are more comparable when it comes to their health than we because we talked about before the season last year. Andy, I know you got something, so I want you to share here in a second. We talked about how New Orleans was going to be great with Zion and Brandon Ingram. That's right. They. Didn't make the playoffs because neither of those guys played enough. Yeah, that's true. Like, neither of them did enough. And that's why the Pelicans now are like, where are we? That's true. Um, and CJ didn't step up, but those two especially. Um, it's tough because they were number one in the West when for, they were healthy. Yeah, Dude, they were. And it was health. Scott, you're 100% yeah. right. Andy? No, I was going to say that, that that Ingram over Zion take is going to be one of those that we're going to have to flash back to. Yeah, <laughs> I <Whoa>. agree. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to look good when we flash back to it because Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram's a really good player. I just think he, I think he's undervalued, especially here in this room. Wow. I, I like Brandon, Brandon Ingram. I'm a BI oh, okay. guy. But oh, like, you're a BI I, guy? <laughs> I'm not taking Zion. I mean, I'm not taking Brandon Ingram over Zion. Yeah, I just, I'm concerned with Zion's health, and, and I know you guys are going to clap back with the Brandon Ingram's not healthy either. They're very different in, in, from what I've seen, and I really like I, I like both guys. I just think I, I Zion like just a lot. needs to stop being. He needs to get his head out, his mind out of the gutter. Yeah, he needs to stop chatting to you know all these ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and true. and you go to a new organization, they say, "Give me your phone. I put a new lock on there. You you can only use it." From eight AM to eight PM. Get get him covenant eyes. Get yes. covenant eyes on that on get his Get covenant phone. eyes on that phone. And now you're looking at an eight time, nine time all star. <laughs> What's holding Zion back is lust. He's lustful. That is, that is Dude, it. keep those pants on, man. Wear a chastity belt. I mean it's kind of similar to like uh Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley oh was just he loves food. Yeah. As you can tell now. Yeah. But as soon as he got healthy, he stopped, you yeah. know, eating all this junk food. Yeah. He's like one of the greatest power forwards to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Zion Belt is a chastity belt away from yeah. being top five in the NBA. That's right. All he needs to do is get that belt on. Zion, get the belt on. Mm -hmm. And you're a superstar. So, yeah. Zion, get better, man. We're thinking about you. You're a small market legend. Yeah. Um, I'll pay for your Covenant Eyes membership. Yeah, though. literally. Here, well, what we need to do, Covenant Eyes sponsors the show. 
We get three. <laughs> <Skip and ox. laughs> we get. Could you could you imagine instead of like the smoothie king arena, it's the Covenant Eyes <laughs> arena. <laughs> All the, all the Wi-Fis have the blockers. So like <laughs> yeah, no, one can, no one can do anything. You can't look at anything in that arena. Gosh, that's, that's awesome. Well, some of these crypto arenas are going out. Yeah. Like mm. in Miami and in LA. What do you mean? Like the these cryptocurrencies are going out of business. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like instead of crypto arena, it's Covenant Eyes. Covenant arena. Eyes. Step on in. Come Buy on an arena. in. Let's guard some hearts, baby. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Remember mm. when uh, Miami almost was like the Bang Bros arena? <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, gosh. <laughs> let's New Orleans. Let's step up and yeah. let's, let's go against the lust of the world. Yeah, yeah let's that's go. good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> um, any other trades? Any other trades that yeah, I got one. make you feel... <laughs> make me feel what? Happy lust. inside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy, happy, happy. You were going to say lustful? <laughs> oh, there's, uh, there's been a lot of rumors around OG. Um, a lot of teams want him. Yep. As, as they should. I mean... Every team should want OG. Most... He was big at the trade deadline, and he's still people are still talking about. He's him. still big. Uh, oh, still, he's big. Yeah, he's big. Uh, there's a three team deal that I saw on Twitter that um, was the Raptors, Pacers, and Mavs. So OG hmm. would be traded to Indiana, who is wanting to get a small forward, um, and in return, they would trade the number seven pick and multiple first to Toronto and then for money reasons we would be sending Buddy Heald to the Mavericks. Hmm. Mm. What are you guys thoughts? Real? Realistic? Not realistic? Who says yes? Who says no? I think that that's realistic. The Buddy Heald offloading just allows OG to come into Indiana. Yep. Is Dallas giving anything up? Probably a second a second I, round. I would imagine they they some throw seconds. in like some picks or something to like yeah. Toronto. Nothing major because crazy. Buddy Hills what it is is it's a, a salary dump basically yeah. so that they can get OG on their pay payroll. Yeah. I think that's a great trade for Indiana. That is a oh, great yeah. trade for Indiana. I, I actually even like it for, for Dallas. I, I know we're not necessarily the highest on Buddy, but he still provides more than whatever Dallas had at the end of last oh season. Oh, my gosh. He's one of the best three-point shooters in our league. Like we 100%. Ignore that. Of our generation, he's going to be at the top yeah, he in, has in so modern-day NBA. All this stuff, and then you put him on a team with Luka yeah. and Kyrie. You imagine Luka just like dribbling like crazy and then throw some insane behind the back to over Buddy. the head. To Buddy Heald in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, because their like floor that. spacing, if coached properly, would be, you know, Christian Wood at center. No, mm. they're not bringing him back. They're not bringing him back. Yeah. All right, so they'll have no floor spacing at the center position probably. But they'll – oh, Dwight Powell. You can <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe you could fit Miles Turner into that. And I mean, they, they've, I've also seen rumors with the Mavericks just to throw this yeah, one in please. there. Where it's uh, the 10th pick and Davis Bertans. Um, to Atlanta for Clint Capella in the 15th pick. I've seen that one a lot. Wow. Yeah. Love the value on Bertans. <laughs> <laughs> Another salary dump yeah. sort of situation. but Clint Capella, he's still an elite rim defender. Oh, yeah. Pick and roll with Luka? Yeah. Yeah, it'd just insane. it'd be awesome. Yeah, another guy coming from the east to well, west, and, and Kyrie too. Yeah, so. and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. If he see, resigns. that's what sucks. It's it's always the West is getting better. Yeah, here's the thing with that trade. Not not the Clint one. Back to your original trade. What? How, why does uh, uh, Toronto do this? Because I saw a report today that they're reluctant to trade OG. I don't think they will trade OG, but. If they decide to pick a direction, they're one of those teams in the NBA where they need Dude. to pick a direction. Are we tanking or are we trying to build something? Because <laughs> on paper, you would think their their roster is good with Siakam, OG, Scotty Barnes. But and now the fact that Nick Nurse is gone and they bring in their new coach who has been known for developing players. They might try to go more of a, a rebuild route, build around Scotty, who Trevor, you think is a generational talent. I think he's um, going to be top 10 in the league one day. Yeah. So wouldn't you want to build around him now as opposed to just I getting think some like the 10th, you know, 10th seeded team every year? I think OG's a great player to have now if they're trying to build around him. 
he's a young younger guy under contract that fits right next to Scotty. I don't think that they need to be urgent to trade him. The guys on their roster that I would be urgent to trade are Pascal, Fred Van Fleet, those kind of guys. Which Fred, unrestricted free agent. That's right. You're Wichita right, State right. legend. Um, but he's gone. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. It's good. Um, I wonder if he, if he, because he only had what one year left. It was a player option. I wonder if he opted out so that he could re-sign with the Raptors, just like what Draymond's yeah. going to do. I hate when players do that. It's so stupid. No, like, give me some, like, I'm opting out because I want to leave. Yeah, no. I agree. I, yeah, I, I don't really, they, they are in just a weird no man's land that we have for a couple teams in the NBA. Washington was in that. They chose a direction. It's good. Uh, which is good. That's where you want to be. And you have to decide. If, if And Trevor, I think you said earlier, the East, not nearly as good as everyone has talked about. No. I understand the records we saw from Milwaukee and Boston, even Philly. Not as, They are beatable. All three of those teams, very beatable teams. Yeah. And we saw that in the playoffs. So if you're Toronto, um, if you think you can beat them, you've got to start making moves, though. That's right. You know? I want to see some of these Eastern Conference teams get aggressive and start getting these superstars like the West is. Yeah. Like, it makes that, me so mad. So I think, like, the Hornets, go get Brandon Ingram. Teams like that, go out there and make some moves, make things interesting in the East because it is wide open. I understand that you have the Boston and you have the 76ers, which I don't even think that the Sixers are, are that good, to be Especially quite honest. Since they're probably losing James Harden. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, that James Harden, it's going to be wild whatever he ends up doing. Yeah. That dude is, he's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he he is not smart. I'm sorry. Well, and yeah, go ahead, Christian. You I was just going to say, he's just. I think he's just one of those guys that like doesn't love basketball. Mm. Yeah. He's just really good at it. Tell you what he loves. Do you know who needs Covenant Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Covenant Eyes. It's James. our second sponsor of the day. <laughs> Bunch of plugs for Covenant Eyes. James Harden needs Covenant Eyes. He needs Covenant Eyes. Houston, um, man. The, yeah, he'll be awesome in Houston. You want to talk about... Yeah, we don't need to go down this road. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Covenant Eyes. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Philly's... Let's say Philly's out. Now it's Milwaukee and Boston. We just watched Milwaukee lose in the first round. And Boston did come back before losing in seven to the eighth seed. <laughs> The East is so open. Yeah. There's not that many superstars in the East. Nope. That's why, like, Boston and Milwaukee have great records, though, because all these other teams are stupid average. Yeah. And so don't listen to the, the lie that, like, these teams in the East are so much better than West. It's not true. The West has loaded talent. That's right. The Minnesota Timberwolves would have run the East. They would have, bro. Yeah. That's interesting. I've always thought Minnesota should be in the East. Goes. Yeah, because like they're close. You know, they're right next to like Milwaukee and like Chicago, dude. They, I would love to see Cat just give it to those guys in the East. Oh, that'd be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> who would we trade though? Minnesota for who? Um, give us um Detroit. Oh, give us they're Detroit. Even, aren't they even more East? They are, but the, I mean, basically every team is going to be more East. Yeah. True. So we just want we're just trying to even the conferences. Oh wait. Why so here's here's one that makes sense. Why is Memphis in the West? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Tennessee so far east. That's that is east. True. That's actually a really Guess good point. The University of Tennessee? The Southeastern Conference. Yeah. South and East. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> wait, speaking of which, New Orleans is east. New Orleans is pretty east. New Orleans is very like east. What's going on? Yeah. We're getting screwed. Let's in the West. give them those two teams and we'll take Detroit. Yep. No, let's bring on two new teams. Yeah. Okay. Sonics and uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Great. And then those teams will probably gonna be butt cheeks for a while since they're Well what about the, the Omaha um NATOs? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what about the Omaha NATOs? The call back to the Omaha NATOs. Episode finally. four. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Episode four, we're like, damn it, what kind of brainstorming are we gonna do? All right, everyone make a jersey. Think of a team. Dude, we'll that beat was on Monday. Awesome. It was Ma awesome. Mine was the um, Hawaiian shaved ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you, Christian? I was I actually wasn't uh, here for that episode, but Andy filled in. Andy had a he good said one. Mexico City. 
Oh. Yeah, the chupacabras. Nice. <laughs> Dude, so many options. You would think Silver would listen to that episode that has like 20 views. Yeah. What? Adam, come on. Dude, Some the gold. Omaha Natos, orange, brown, and green. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> that was your colorway. <laughs> it's it's the color of a, the sky when you see a tornado. It's perfect. Oh, wow. Scary. It's scary. <laughs> Orange, brown, and, then, and, the, green. and then in the arena, you just hear the ah. Yeah. Oh, it's time. <laughs> Get on your feet, NATO fans. How is that so good? That's so <laughs> accurate. You know what's funny is I've never even been in an area where there's been a tornado. It's wild. So why the do I know that wild. siren noise? It works yeah. really well. Wow. But yeah, imagine it's like Davis Bertrand. Bertons. Yeah. He's he's starting because of the salary dump. <laughs> he's and now at your starting power forward, Davis Bertons. He's the face of the franchise. <laughs> All the posters are him. <laughs> Davis Bertons. And we, Raul Nato. Yeah, Raul. Oh, oh, nice. That's yeah, yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah, that's a concept art. Um yeah. Perfect. Okay, so we have our NATOs. We have our star player. Yeah. Um, Christian, wait, you had a show sponsor for us? Did I hear that right? Well, I know we had Covenant Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Covenant Eyes, first sponsor of the show. But we actually had a second sponsor of the show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this uh, segment is going to be sponsored by Phoenix Roofing and Remodeling. Mm, so for wow. all your remodeling and roofing needs in Phoenix, uh, reach out to them. You can call them or text them. At 602-877-6455. That's 602-877-6455. Just ask for Mike. He's the big guy who can fix your roof. Nice. Wow, he's the big man upstairs. Yeah. Say. So Mike texted me and he's like, hey, man, I have a, a segment idea for you. Sure. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that Victor Weminyama is the best prospect uh, to come to the NBA uh, since LeBron. Well, so with that, yep. what does this year's number one pick, what kind of value does it hold? From like a single player, essentially? Yeah. So like who would you trade? Who's your cutoff? Like, yes, I'll trade the I'll trade Victor right now for so-and-so or no, I won't. So I looked up a list of the top 10 um, tw- uh, players that are under 25 to start and then just – to throw it off to you guys, Spit like, bomb. would you guys trade uh, Victor for said person? Mm-hmm. So, starting off, number one, would you guys trade the number one pick this year for Luca? No. no. Or sh- I should say, would you trade Luca for the number one pick? No. No. Okay. Okay. Would you trade Jason Tatum for this year's first round pick? No. No. Okay. So far, so good, guys. Way to hold would the line. Would you trade SGA? For the number one pick this year? No. Um, I, I might. Yeah, I, I think say. I would. <laughs> I think if Victor is supposed to be as good as he is, I probably would make that trade. Well, if you're a GM, that's the question. If you're a GM right now, would you do that and risk? That's risky because you don't even know. You haven't even seen him play NBA basketball. I haven't you seen him You don't know if he's it. healthy. You don't I know. don't know anything. And you know SGA is a... I know who SGA is. Yeah, he's, and they have chat. Oh, this is if I was OKC. Yeah. yeah, I guess you would have to put yourself in the, the GM hat. Oh, I, I'd probably have to say no because I have Chad. I have to believe in you, Chad. <laughs> All right, this one. This one, you guys, I feel like may want to make the trade. Would you trade Ja Morant for yes. Victor Weminyama? Yes. Certified no doubter, yes. Probably not. I, I think no. he's learned his lesson. I, I don't even think it matters if he learns his lesson or not. The dude can just ball. But he can get is suspended again if he didn't learn his lesson and probably, you know, suspended for, for longer. a year. Yeah, that little slap. Oh, how many games did Jaw get suspended? 25. 25 games? Yeah. Second offense? I think the reason why they only did 25 is because they, they only suspended, they suspended Miles Bridges for domestic abuse for, like, 31 games. So they, like, couldn't go over that. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, that's. R- I'm sorry. Really quick side tangent. That's so embarrassing. Like, how so embarrassing dumb. of a, an association can you be? Yeah. Domestic violence. Hey, man, we do not approve. This is disgusting. Was that after he pleaded guilty? 
Did yeah. it ever go to court? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. No, he settled it. It was settled. Yeah. But imagine it's like, this is a heinous act. We'll see you after the, after the All-Star break. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up, dude. Holy. Yeah, awful. All right, this one, I think Scott will 100% make this trade. Trevor, I don't know about you. Joel. Would you trade Victor Weminyama for Trey Young? Oh. E- yes. Yeah, I would. No. No, no, no. Yeah, I think I'm with Trevor here, but more so because, like, I've never been willing to trade for a pick. Like, trade. Because you already have a sure thing with Trey Young. That's right. And you don't know what could happen with Victor. You, like, no, it's you don't. True. It's so up in the air. I think I'm at the point of no return, though, where I'm probably saying yes from here on out. <laughs> well, there, there are players that, like, I will. There's a cutoff. It's probably around the... Donovan Mitchell level. I would trade Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, I, I sorry, would trade Andy. Donovan Mitchell as well for Victor. It's probably around that level that I would begin to do that. Would you trade Tyrese Halliburton for yep. Victor? Yeah. No, I view Tyrese Halliburton Wait, as more you, valuable Christian? than Donovan. Uh, I think I would. I would trade Tyrese for Victor. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would not. I mean, he's a he's a point guard at seven something feet tall. He's unbelievable. Yeah, the thing is, is like he's so good. When you get into like Trey Young and you get into like Tyrese, like you get into like guys who are so gifted offensively, but like are terrible defense. Tyrese is a good defender. He's like subpar at best. Like he's not like a guy who's gonna (laughs) lock down anyone. You know. Okay. Whereas Victor is gonna be like a shot blocker. Like you're always gonna have. That's right. That Victor's going to be really good. Yeah. Gosh, it's, it's risky. Yeah. It's risky. Zion? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Health issues. Uh, yeah, I think you... I think, like, what's going to be more of a risk? Zion. That's yeah. right. At Isn't that crazy? Point, at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Now we fixed him, though. <laughs> if Zion gets covenant eyes, no, no, yeah, yeah, Zion, yeah, yeah. You we have, have to, to write it in his contract. Yeah. yeah, you must. Yeah, it's like Kyler Murray Kyler can't Murray play style. Call of Duty. Uh, Zion, you can't go on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Would you trade De'Aaron Fox for Victor? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I would do it. Well, ah, I mean, Sacramento's got a good thing going, and you completely dismantle that. If I'm just thinking player for player, I would. I would do Sabonis. I don't know if I would do Fox. You would do Sabonis? Yeah. Because you're replacing. Victor can replace exactly what Sabonis I think he's. No, I don't. I think think Victor is a different player to where, like, wherever Sabonis is weak, Victor is strong. Oh. So, like, Victor is a good outside shooter, and Victor is a good defender, whereas Sabonis is a good rebounder. Facilitator. Facilitator. Lover. Whereas Victor just, like, provides (laughs) something else. He's a great dad. Happy Father's Day. Happy Happy Father's Father's Day, Day. Sabonis. And to all the dads out there. And to Jokic. Yeah, happy Father's Day to Sabonis and Jokic. All right. (laughs) No one else. (laughs) Just two more, and then we'll kind of end it there. Uh, This one, to me, I'm like, 100%, 100%, but with his team, it's kind of interesting. Darius Garland. Oh, I would I would, I would, make that trade. I'd ship Jared Allen for whatever, give me whatever back, and Victor starting at center, yeah. and Garland <laughs> is gone in a yep. heartbeat. Yeah. I would do that as well. I, I love Garland and everything, but, yeah, I think you take that trade. You could find a point guard for Jarrett. Yeah, you can find a guard for Jarrett. Yeah. Just center. talk about, like, that Cavs teams, like Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and then, like, Victor Wimanyama would be like Whoa. insane. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that'd be massive. All right, last one, and I hope you we're all in agreement on this one. Uh, Anthony Edwards, would you trade Anthony Edwards for Victor Wimanyama? No, no, no. I say no. Nah. Anthony Edwards is Scott. Him. I I really like it. Anthony Edwards. Um, who did I say no to? <laughs> Who are the first first two that I Jason said? Tatum Luca? Do I think Anthony Edwards is in the Luca and Jason Tatum range? Wow, value uh, wise, value wise, yeah, that's that's where I'd have to value him at. That's awesome. And I mean, I would say in like maybe three years, you can expect him. To and remember too, Anthony Edwards is, is twenty one. 
Uh, I probably won it. He's so young, and he's already, like, he was the alpha for Minnesota. He'll be the alpha moving forward. I don't think I would. I would not. Yeah. I I would not trade Anthony Edwards. It's funny. Like, it's almost like I kind of want to revisit this, like, middle of the season and see what we think. Because what if, like, Victor's, like... I just, I think think, uh, he's going to have a hard time defending. I think he'll start off slow. Big men always take, like, time. Yeah. To, like, get used to the league. And NBA Twitter will be like, maybe he was a bust. It'll be like 20 games in the year. It's like, come on, let's let's calm down. Oh. Wow, that's interesting. That's something we'll maybe we'll bring up once a week. Here's the thing. Here's a player. I think Victor's really good. He's going to be really good. It's just you know, and I think he's going to be really good. These other guys are already really good, and the risk just isn't worth the reward. It's a me. risk. But for some guys. The reward you're talking about LeBron James caliber. That's right. You could feed like, potentially. Whoa. You could feed a city for years, centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, people are still feasting today from what LeBron did in Cleveland, right, Andy? I put his mic down. Every day, my family eats because of LeBron. <laughs> See? See? And LeBron hasn't been there in years. It's the beauty of it. So that's a great segment. What's what's the company called again? Arizona uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Roofing and remodeling. Phoenix Roof. We'll have to get them out here to mess with our shingles. That's right. Your, sh- your shingles? <laughs> with our shingles. Yeah, Andy, you got one last thing? I go, see. go Mike. Go, yeah. Oh, yeah, go Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Shout out Mike. If you guys have segment. any segments that you want us to talk about on the show, send them in. We might do it. And it's sponsored. And these sponsorships are great because... I mean, we're not making any money from them. That's right. This free is advertisement. Awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is small ball. This is small ball. Baby. So to co- Covenant Eyes and to if you need to fix your roof, um, this has been a good <laughs> show today, guys. Yeah, this offseason is going to be really fun. It's going to be fun to cover it with you guys. We're looking at names. We've mentioned a lot of these guys. Cat, Zion, potentially Dame, OG, Miles Turner, Brandon Ingram, Levine, Kristaps Porzingis, Jalen Brown. These are all names that could be moved this offseason, and we get to cover them. So make sure you guys tune in every week. We'll be talking through all of that it's all offseason long. All offseason, and we're going to cover all small market teams, but we have some fun stuff down the way as well. Trevor's been brewing some. He's been going into the history books, and um, we are going to be covering some just interesting times, the NBA, and interesting moments for certain teams which is going to be a lot of fun um we'll continue to build our small ball kingdom and we're going to continue to have a lot of fun so um for the small ball podcast for our great producer andy trevor micklin and christian dennis i'm scott Ayers. we say so long for now and we will see you next week and with the first pick of the nba draft the san antonio spurs select